Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Monday the 30th of May. Dom Knight here with Andrew Hanson. Hello, Andrew. Yeah, hey, Dommy. How's things on this Monday? Oh, things are great for me, but our dear friend Charles Firth has lost his voice. Oh, my gosh. And all it took was 45 years of drunken (laughs) bellowing non-stop. You know, I live quite near Charles. And every time Charles, uh, it was a terrible mistake, every time Charles walks past the house, it's incredibly audible. He's incapable. I'm surprised we can't hear him still from here, even though he's lost his voice. But you should have known, Dom, because I feel like like that that's a real nimby thing, you know. You, you've you've moved into a place where mm. you knew you knew <laughs> and everyone knew that the famous Charles Firth lived in that location. Yes, right? it's kind of like oh, it's the same as a pub, as though he were or, a band. A, he's louder than most bands. He's much band. louder than a pub. Don't yes. get me wrong, and he's much louder than you know those people who complain, people who live next to theme mm. parks, always always complain about the roller coasters. Um, yeah, Charles is worse. But but he's he's a known quantity. You you just shouldn't have moved. There That's true. It was a terrible place. mistake. Imagine Charles complaining about a roller coaster. I just, he would deafen the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the theme park operators they'd be moving. They, I reckon <laughs> they, they would, would sooner move the whole of Luna Park somewhere else just to get out of the way, so that they wouldn't have to hear Charles through the fence. Mm. So I was hoping to get Charles on the podcast today, Andrew, because you and I, I mean, we've known him for a very very long time um, mm. since his teens, certainly. In both our cases, uh, we must have so many things we wanted to say to him without him being able to reply. <laughs> no, now that he's like lost his voice. Missing, missing a golden opportunity. Yeah, without him going on some 20-minute, you know, long excursion about the union movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we, we should just lay it all down now and he can listen back to this episode of the podcast at his leisure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Have well, a absolutely. Side of conversation sounds very, very enjoyable. What would you like to say to Charles, Dommy, if you wanted to say something? Well, like... I mean, for me, my main, I have many gripes with Charles. Uh, the one where there was a joke uh, broadcast across the whole school on our internal television system about me being the ugliest man ever created, I think, was... <laughs> Was uh, still rankles somewhat, particularly coming from the pimply, still, scrawny uh, teenage Charles. You bear a grudge for a long time. Scarred for you? life. Yes. There was also the time I was cast in a play he was directing. I think I talked about this before with a one-line joke, and I had to turn up to the theatre for three nights in a row as a favour to my friend for a one-line joke. <laughs> you should blame the playwright for that one, Don. Mm, but on. it wasn't even in the play. Charles added a preamble. Oh, he added a. <laughs> I was going to say, which did, yeah, which this playwright doesn't understand budgets. Like you, you know, you don't pay for an actor to come and have one line in the entire show, do you? By the way, we are going to get to to politics and so on in a moment. We're going to talk about Peter Dutton shortly. But while we're at it, so the joke was it was a play called Love for Love. I can't remember anything about it. It wasn't a very good play, and it certainly wasn't very well directed. But the joke was that I would come out in Shakespearean gear at the start oh, that's, of that's funny already. The start come of the on, show. Man. You so, in Shakespeare yes, here right. would be quite a sight. And I would do this, the wonderful Twelfth uh, Night beginning, you know, if music be the food of love, play on, give me excess of it, all that sort of stuff. Someone would yell from the wings, probably Charles, wrong night. And I would say, yeah. oh. no, Twelfth Night. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm even getting Charles's joke. I, I see what you mean. Charles see, added this. Yeah, which he, play did he add Charles this joke to? Was it was it was the death of the salesman? No, it was Love a, for Love by I think Congo. Oh, oh, sorry, it was Love mm. for Love. Okay, mm. okay yeah. so that yeah. th- that was the first bit. No, Twelfth Night, 
And then the, the person in the wing said, no, no, you've got the wrong night. This is love for love. And I would say, no, no, Dominic Knight. And that was oh, my role. I then, I, then I w- walked off. So that it was required all I had knowledge of your surname as well, which I suppose, I mean, this was a school. At school, today, wasn't yeah. it? So, so fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think it was right for me to have said yes to that offer yeah. in hindsight. <laughs> I think if I was advising the 16-year-old me, I mean, there were girls in the play, so that was something. But Was that why you said yes, Tommy? Uh, we it may have been. That or just weakness. Some attention. Mm. So that's what I had to get off my chest. How about you? I'd just like to say, Charles, shut up. <laughs> and that's it. That's you it. Just take, take that. Take that as your, as your message from me. It's All right. blissfully quiet without him, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, listen to that. Let's listen to this. Might have to put some ads on just to liven things up. I mean, maybe this should be the whole episode. Just the sounds of silence, the sounds of no Charles Firth. Why don't we? Why don't just we just release that? You know, yeah. as a special hour-long podcast, <laughs> where it's just silence, and you just listen to Charles not speaking for an hour because it would be such a novelty for people. It'd be so relaxing. If you began the podcast by saying, "And now to explain his integrated theory of everything, Charles Firth," <laughs> we should do that. I'm having a good time. I'm having a great time without him. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Now, Andrew, here on The Chaser Report, as you know, we, we do uh, touch on matters political from time to time. And I, I know you're uh, passionate about politics. And there's a, a concerning suggestions <laughs> being made, Andrew, <laughs> yeah, right. about the new opposition leader elected today who, unopposed. Who is he? I, I, I'm not across any of this, Don. Peter you know Dutton. Me, uh, Are you familiar okay, with Dutton. Peter Dutton? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So he's now the opposition leader. He's now the person in whom the Liberal Party have placed their hopes to win back government. He was elected unopposed. Mm. Nobody thought to themselves they could do a better job than Peter Dutton. Well, I mean, they don't have anyone else at the moment. I mean, didn't didn't they all get sort of destroyed mm. and basically all the popular ones? Cleansed. Yes, there was a kind of liberal cleansing done at the election, wasn't there? It was so a colonic. It was a liberal it was party a colonic. colonic. That's right. Got rid of all the worms, mm. and he he's left though. I mean, potatoes stick in the guts, don't they? Well, so. I mean, I, would you want the job though? Because I, someone I know, a political scientist, went back and looked at all the election records in the past. And whenever governments change, the first opposition leader out of the gate has always lost every single time forever. Every single much. one. Every single one, pretty much. So well, that's encouraging for those who don't want <laughs> who don't Dutton like for PM, Dutton. isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, among them, Tanya Plibersek, right? Because she mm. made a most unfortunate comparison last week, Andrew. Mm. She compared Peter Dutton to Lord Voldemort, the Dark Lord of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, well, that's, that's stepping it up a bit from the potato, isn't it? It is. It's, I mean, you know, potatoes fairly insulting. Potatoes somewhat insulting. I mean, but it's insulting, but it's not malign. <laughs> I quite like potatoes. Well, what a colleague of ours recently went to court with a defamation case over being referred to as Lord Baltimore. Didn't it? Julian Morrow was was um you know in the, in in court over was, this, this yes, very that's, insult. That's what I found in the media. The media covered that trial extensively. 
Yeah. Isn't it? So, I mean, um, is Peter Dutton suing Tanya Plibersek? I don't know. He said, I think he said water off a duck's back. Oh, that's oh, so, that oh, well, you know, she's not a... She's not a, um, a, a television person on producer. Twitter. She's not a person on Twitter with no funds mm. to defend themselves. Yes. Is she, you know. So you of course he's not going to sue her. Well, actually, that's true. This is the perfect time to defame Peter Dutton after he lost that, that lawsuit, mm. isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, well, maybe that's why. Do you think he's a bit gun-shy about it might well suing be. people? I mean, it'd be hard. If you were Peter Dutton, right, mm. and, and you, sue, you wanted to sue somebody for insulting you, there'd be a lot of people you'd need to sue. It would be a very, very, I mean, I think most of Twitter's made the potato analogy now. Oh, there'd be millions of people he must be on his list ready to sue. <laughs> very, I suppose Tanya Plibersek is just, she's just far down the list. She's just, just the number latest. 20 million on the list of people he's planning to sue. So, look, I thought we should look at this, though, because yeah. it is a national security concern. If if yes. the leader of the opposition were a dark wizard, it would be, it would not be good for Australia. And so I yeah. thought, I'd, as the as the Harry Potter nerd in the team, the problem, it? It, would, it would be less than ideal <laughs> if that were the case. So I thought I'd just look at what we know about Lord Voldemort to see if the analogy actually fits or if he's being unfair. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So if you recall, are you a Harry Potter buff? Do you know much about Lord Voldemort? Look, I, I have I've, I've watched all the films because my wife is a huge. Oh, fan. there you go. And she sat me down. Like, yeah, and so I, so I kind of know. I know what Lord Voldemort looks like, and and mm. you know he, he does have a sort of potatoy appearance uh, as well. So I can see some sort of link there. Well, the first mistake Tanya Plibersek made was that she re- compared him to Lord Voldemort mm. rather than he who must not be named. Oh Terrible yes, mistake. do you think do you think that 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 was a mistake, wasn't it? It mm. breaks all the rules. That that, so that it already that. means that Voldemort has power over her in, in Harry Potter. But look, oh. if you remember the plot of Harry Potter. Lord Voldemort could only be defeated by destroying all the seven Horcrux fag- fragments of his soul. It required hard to obtain magical weapons. It was a journey that was so epic it took two excessively long movies to finish. Do you remember that? I, I did. I look. I, I do recall suffering through mm. both of those yeah. those films end to end. I mean, th- this is worrying for Dutton. Whereas, I, I mean, not, not for the for the opponents of Dutton. I mean, sorry, it's, yes, it's actually quite good for Dutton because he's very hard to <laughs> defeat. But Andrew, the last time Peter Dutton ran. For the leader of the Liberal Party, he was defeated by maths. He was. He, was, he didn't count his easy. numbers. It was rather easy to defeat. Yeah, him. Was it was. So he's not. He's not very Voldemort. He defeated himself respect, by being unable mm. to count. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's one point to Dutton not being. Uh, that would have made for a quicker Harry Potter movie. <laughs> it would have, wouldn't I, it? I think I, I would have preferred that version. I think if Harry um, Potter and the you know unavoidable <laughs> laws of mathematics. It's about <laughs> ten minutes long. Voldemort can't count. Yep. Uh, now, the snake-like appearance of Voldemort, this, this whole looking without the nose and all that, that he looked terrifying, <laughs> that came from years of dabbling in the dark arts and he beat death and travelled through the woods as a kind of a wraith, do you remember? And also he was a parcel mm. tongue who could speak to reptiles. That was the whole thing. Whereas Peter Dutton revealed last week, and I didn't know this, that his baldness is due to alopecia. <laughs> I don't know that it's got well, anything again. to do with dabbling in the dark arts. He just has alopecia. Again, uh, Dommy, I think you've spotted a, a, cru- a crucial difference here between mm. Dutton and, and Voldemort. Tell you, and, and again, an improvement, research. I think, on the plot of Harry Potter. I mean, I feel, because I also suffered through that day-long play oh, yes, version of Harry right. Potter as well. Together, I feel like if, if, if Voldemort had just, you know, had some alopecia, then... Um, the whole thing, you know, could have been compressed. At yes, least time he could have wise. just had a wig if he'd wanted one. It would have made him more sympathetic. Well, mind you, Donny, don't you, you know, you mustn't mock people with alopecia. I think Will Smith could teach you a few lessons. That's about right. That. Well, you definitely. Well, that's t- I think 
I think Will Smith's going to be visiting Tanny Plibersek very, very soon. <laughs> Maybe anyone with alopecia who gets mocked, Will Smith, Just appears. Will Smith gives them a slap. You've got to be pretty careful. Flies in on a broomstick. Okay. Uh, so Lord Voldemort, as you recall, was was a pre- mm. very prejudiced. He wanted to rule over muggles, mm. uh, humans, and op- normal humans, and oppress them because he thought they were inferior. Whereas oh, Peter- that is a bit. That is a bit um, mm. racist of Voldemort. Yeah. Isn't whereas it? Peter Dutton has warned against <coughs> African gangs and walked out of the National Apology to the Stolen Generation back in the day. That's a little bit more Voldemorty, isn't it? There you've got a bit of you look. Perhaps, perhaps you may have identified a bit of overlap there, uh, Dommy. And uh, are you saying Peter Dutton is prejudiced? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, there's certainly some some questions about. I mean, why would you walk out of the Stolen Generation? Someone from the Herald suggested on the weekend that it might have been because he thought it was token, and he cared so deeply about Aboriginal people that he didn't want to be there for a token apology. Or it could have been because he was busting. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he busting. just needed to use the gents. Well, maybe and, he needed to moisturise his head. He might, well, he does have alopecia yeah, he does. and something to be respected and not mocked. Mm, now, the final yeah. analogy here, uh, see if it holds up or not. So Voldemort, as you recall, ruled over a, a hooded, terrifying band of Death Eaters, uh, whereas <laughs> Dutton now has the Federal Parliamentary Liberal Party. So actually... He may well yeah. be the Dark Lord, Andrew. Exactly the same. Wait a minute. Dommy, a I think they're identical. Here. My goodness. I think Tanya Plibersag has a point. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. All right, Dominic Knight, um, I am pretty excited because one of my favourite people uh, is about to have spent 70 years sitting on the throne. Yes, I'm talking, I'm talking about her, her madge, oh. Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. What an achievement. Years, 70 years coming up. Uh, the ho- At least the holiday is. She's actually officially been sitting on the throne for 70 years already since February. But what they do is they sort of delay the celebrations in the hope of finding a warm day in England. So they, they might have had to delay it for years. Well, they'd, yeah, it might be decades before. <laughs> Should we, they'll be having to exhume her in 50 years for the 70 years birthday. But uh, no, no, they, uh, they, it's coming up uh, any day now. And, I mean, that is a long time. It's the longest time any British monarch has actually sat there on the throne. Yeah. So, you know, Amazing. they're going nuts. Do you think they, that it was a big call to delay... I mean, I know it's an awkward topic, but, oh. you, but but we're talking about a woman who's, what, 96 years old? Yeah, she's been there was that it, long, Dommy. Why, should why they would have she delayed four oh, months or whatever can, it was? They, they, they would have been thinking the same thing 30 years ago, Dommy. Mm. 30 years ago, I guarantee they would have been thinking, oh, she's getting on a bit. Well, you, you know, know, Charles was thinking it. Yeah. Oh, of course he was. Yes. And l- luckily, he's away and won't be able to shout about it right now. <laughs> no, I meant Prince Charles. Oh, I thought you meant Charles Firth. <laughs> oh, Prince Charles. Oh, the poor guy. He's he's now he's about ninety years old and still waiting. I know he's he's well over the retirement age, and the only job he's ever allowed to have, he hasn't been able to get yet. Poor fella. Well, he won't be celebrating, but everybody else in the UK mm. 
is going to go absolutely bananas because uh, there's this retail industry body there who are predicting that the Brits are going to spend 75% more on party stuff and merch even than they did on Harry and Meghan's wedding in 2018. Yeah, yeah oh, like these, these poor old merch makers in the UK, mm. so, so I've read, I don't know if you've read about it, yeah, they're desperately churning out commemorative plates and toilet seats and God knows <laughs> what else. Seat. Can you imagine yes. having a, a Queen Elizabeth II Jubilee toilet seat? It doesn't well, seem throne, regal. It? It's a throne that you can sit on. <laughs> yes, you try sitting on the throne. throne for 70 years. See how it, see what it does for you. Hemorrhoids. Oh, my goodness. Now, they're going to get uh, they're going to get quite pissed, I believe, Donny. Oh, of there course a statistic are. here. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, actually, see if you know, I'll test your knowledge about this. Sales mm. of which drink recently rose 260% at Waitrose in, in the gearing up for the mm. Jubilee? Uh, was a lot it of gin? options. I'll give you options. Oh, give me, give me some, give uh, me here's some options. options. Gin, Pims, Pints of Mild, or Passiona. <laughs> well, what do you think they're buying in big numbers? I mean, I think they should, by rights be buying gin because that's that's the secret to the queen's longevity. She doesn't go through a day yeah. without several several drinks. Doesn't she have champagne for breakfast or something? She has a cocktail well, every day. It's it's well documented that you know, I think you know, she is quite pickled as we, as, as we know and that's probably why it's probably helped her. It's the only way you can do the job. Well, yeah, how else would you sit there through all those bloody envelopes to be openings? sozzled? Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's gin. Although knowing Britain and their propensity to have the worst possible drink or food at any occasion uh, it might well be the mild because that just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, mild is is not mild. Funny thing about have you ever tried a mild when you were in in, in the UK? Is that one of the warm? It's a sort of a warm beer, and it is not mild. Let me tell you, it is like really strongly flat. Tastes horrible, and it, you know, it tastes like a sort of like a roast dinner that's been put in a blender. Because <laughs> it's, it's really is it the temperature drink. that's mild. Is it like yeah. the temperature of a mild day? Yeah, maybe that is that why it's mm. called mild. I maybe definitely had a, is, a pint of warm beer when I was there, and <clears throat> yeah. it did make me feel that warm beer was an abhorrence that should be expunged from the from, oh from the terrible earth. yeah no terrible. Mm. I, there was a bartender who, when he learned I was Australian, he offered to to make the beer cold for me. I said, "Oh yes, that'd be nice." And so he ran it under the tap for a, <laughs> a few seconds, and then said, "There we are, <laughs> it's one degree colder." <laughs> Yeah, it was a bottle of beer run under the tap. Oh, God. <laughs> what a country. <clears throat> oh, yeah, extraordinary. Anyway, look, the answer is Pims. Oh, it's Pims. Pims. Oh, Pims of course it's Pims. Skyrocketing. Oh, my God. Uh, so when the actual Jubilee happens, uh, yes, the Brits are going to be there swaying and vomiting up litres of Pims. Because <laughs> it's the one like, warm day. So on, on, the, on one the one warm, warm day, day in Britain, you have <laughs> yes, Pims and strawberries yeah. and punch, don't you? Hey, speaking of which, a nationwide contest was run there to find a dessert that they could officially dedicate to the Queen. Oh, wow. For, for this very thing. Uh, now, I'll give you some options for which dessert won. Um, what, did you say strawberries and cream? Well, strawberry. Oh, look, I was thinking of pims and strawberries, but strawberries and cream is certainly an option. Oh, so Particularly yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. pour gin all over it. Can a strawberries <clears> and <throat> cream and gin... <laughs> It does sound very queen-like, doesn't it? Well, that can be one of the options because that is a that is a very British dessert. Yeah. I think they call it a strawberry fool. I think a strawberry fool is, might be strawberries and cream mm, and gin. Uh, or, or was it an English plum pudding? Or was it an English bread and butter pudding? 
or was it a Swiss roll pudding? Oh, now let me think. Because I, I lived in the UK for two years as a child, so I had all these abominations regularly. Mm. I'm surprised Spotted Dick and Trifle aren't on the list as well. I think it's uh, the most boring possible option, which is a Swiss roll. And given that Switzerland's the country that, in, you know, invented chocolate and all these other wonderful things, a Swiss roll is just a, a roll of sp- – it's a sponge cake that's flat with jam rolled up. Yeah. It's the most boring possible food. <laughs> it's, it's boring. Appalling. It's horrible food. It's an awful food. How did that come out of Europe? It is didn't. It, or, or is it not Swiss? Is it English? Um, I, I bet it's English. It, it's probably English. I mean, it won. Let me tell you, this, the answer is you are correct, Dominic Knight. Yes, the Swiss roll pudding uh, won the official dessert for the Queen. Does the Queen yeah. like it? Is, it? is that why? Is it a favourite of hers? Because it, oh, it would be no very idea. good to soak in gin. I mean, it would be very absorbent of gin. <laughs> of all the things you listed, it's the I'm best sure option the, for gin. the first concern they had when they, <laughs> when they worked out well, this dessert. Like, what the Queen would want. Be soaked? Yeah, all right. If you're going to make a dessert, make sure it can be soaked in gin. We don't want ice cream. We don't want <laughs> anything that can't be soaked in in a bucket of gin. Exactly right. Um, yeah, they feed no, a that, gin. that's what they're doing. When uh, this this um, jubilee thing happens, Dommy, the royals are going to gather on the balcony as they do. You know, Lovely. they like to do. It. They always have a sort of a party on the balcony. It's up a good there, angle for looking down at everyone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the British love. They love being looked on. They, come on, they, they love the the Queen. Mm. That's why she, she's up there. And they're going to do a flyover. The the Air Force. There's a <laughs> sort of bunch of planes. They're called the Red Arrows. The Red Arrows. They're and they're going to give a traditional fly past as the royals and the, and the ancient Queen, you know, is gathered on the balcony. Now, for safety's sake, their speed, the speed of the flyover, will be limited to how fast. 200 kilometres an hour, 300 kilometres an hour, or 400 kilometres an hour. Ooh. They're flying directly over the Queen's head. I, I thought it would be much slower. I thought it would kind of be the Queen's current speeds, about three kilometres an hour, just oh, shuff, shuffling slowly <laughs> forwards. I hate to tell you, the Queen may be moving at that speed, but that was a trick question. Oh. The Red Arrows are going to fly past Her Majesty at 1,000... <laughs> <laughs> this little quote from the, the guy in charge, like the head pilot, who said, oh, I am a tad nervous. <laughs> I wonder really? why. That's not a quality you want in a fighter pilot, is it? No. That's not, is it, that's is not it how they won the Battle of Britain. It wasn't nerves. A thousand kilometres an hour over an old lady. Is it necessary to risk the Queen's nerves in this way? I mean, she's 95. She's, she's not a rev head going to the drag races every weekend with a Jim Beam in hand, is she? Well, I mean, she's not going to be able to see it, Andrew. Yeah. Well, she, she probably won't or, be able to hear it or either. Hear it or she, or hear she it. will be oblivious to the red arrows. They'll put all this work in and she won't even register them. Surely the, the, the thousand kilometre per hour gust of wind <laughs> might, you know, un- and like blowing her crown off. That's probably going to grab her attention, isn't be it? be a wonderful thing to do with Prince Andrew, though, on the day, wouldn't it? Just to dump him out of a fighter jet somewhere. Yes, at a thousand kilometres an hour to finally get rid of him. Dump a bit of the North Sea. Oh, that would make the Queen's Jubilee a wonderful party indeed. Let's do that. Our gears from Road Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.